0: Oye, Eloeleros, I party! Tragos party, that is. The Tragos party games are here, and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, We're designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, these games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game Also, look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing, Aralis, of the Tragos family. ¡Ay, party! Yo te lo dije. Oye, el oleros, ¡ay, party! Tragos Party, that is. The Tragos Party games are here, and they are the party games for Latinos. Created by a dynamic team of Latinas, Tragos Game and Get Loud, don't you love the name, were designed to connect Latinos of all generations and backgrounds, celebrating the similarities shared among all Latinos through hilarious gameplay. Whether playing Tragos, a drinking party game for adults, or engaging the whole familia in the competitive Get Loud, These games are guaranteed to bring fun to your holidays this year. Tragos Game and Get Loud are both easy to play and can be enjoyed with two or more players. And guess what, mi gente? They are available at all Targets nationwide and on Target.com. They're also accessible on Amazon. Go to Amazon and look for Tragos Game. Also look for the episode of Latinos Out Loud where we interview founder Carolina and head of marketing Aralis of the Tragos family, I party. Yo te lo dije. It's the Latinos I Love Podcast. <laughs> Yo 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 yo! Bookworms, where you at, bookworms? I yo know, I love having Latino authors on the show, and this one will not disappoint. Hello, how are you? Well, welcome back to another episode of Latinos Out Loud, or LOL, if you're acronym friendly. Um, it's really nice to be here. Uh, yet another culture shifter, stride maker for the Latino community is sitting right next to me. Please welcome Aaron Aceves, author of This Is Why They Hate Us, uh, out on from Simon & Schuster, a big deal here. Hi, Aaron.
1: Hi, it's so great to be here.
0: Aaron from Austin.
1: Yes, I moved to Austin a little over two years ago, but I before that, I lived in New York.
0: Oh, okay. Um, so
1: that's why I come back so frequently. That's I, what's
0: uh, up. You know, Austin was like the first place I went to in like my travels that did away with the plastic bags.
1: You know, <laughs> I went Austin, to a toy yeah.
0: store and I was like, um, I just bought a lot of toys. Uh, I need a bag. I'm like, oh no, we don't, we don't give out bags. You don't
1: have a tote? Yeah. It's, um,
0: <laughs> you don't have yeah. a tote? <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it's hard. I have a cat and when I scoop the litter, I'm like, what do I put it into? You know, like I have to... Right,
0: especially as a New Yorker, like plastic bags are the thing, right? Like everything from Chinese food to bodega purchases, like goes in a plastic bag. Now they're using paper, which is just like what's... What are you even doing? What are you even thinking? It breaks. As soon as you leave the supermarket, the milk comes right through the bag. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about bags. We're talking about books. True. We're gonna talk about yours. Congratulations. Came out in 2022.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, it came out in 2022. It's been a little over a year. Um, and now it's out in in paperback. So I love yeah.
0: that. That's such book talk, right? Like <laughs> the hardcover and now yeah. paperback. The
1: hardcover release and now, you know, yeah. The the paperback <laughs> launch, which I made a big deal about because I don't have another book coming out for who knows how long so I'm kind of like the paperback it's a totally different book even though it just has like sort of a bonus playlist at the end
0: oh yeah. well that's fun that's a nice little gift yeah yeah because you know one would think that it's just a change in uh, you know from a hard cover to like a yeah. paper cover but we yeah.
1: also fixed some typos which I was very happy about because <laughs> I hate a type it was keeping me up at night like the typo but yeah
0: it's okay but yeah you're a writer you're <laughs> a novelist at this point young yeah. adult so tell us about like you know what is this is this a reflection of your upbringing or where did you draw inspiration for this book?
1: Well, um, it takes place in East L.A. where I'm from. Um, like I just grew up fourth, fifth generation Mexican-American in East L.A. Um, and then it was uh, This Is Why The Hate Us was actually the third book that I wrote. Oh. Um, and, but it was the first queer one because before that I was sort of like I want my grandma to be able to read whatever I publish and she, you know, sort of is is less progressive than I would hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I sort of kept that part of myself out of my books for a while, and then the first queer book I wrote was the one that got me my agent, was the one that got me my book deal, and is out now, yeah.
0: Book deal. Big deal. Good for you. <laughs> Love that. So can you tell us more about this is why they hate us?
1: Yeah, so like I said, yeah, I just mentioned East LA and I'm like, that's it, that's the cell. Yeah. It's like it takes place on East LA. <laughs> I mean it. you
0: sold me, okay? Yeah. And I'm sure our, our L.A. which this show is deep in LA. the show is deep nice. on the West Coast. Yeah. What up West Coast? West Side. Okay. <laughs>
1: Those are my people. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, so the whole reason I'm here is because I heard your interview with H. Alberto who wrote and directed the adaptation of Aristotle and Dante, Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe. Yes. Um, and I love that book. It was the first queer book, queer YA book I, I read. Um, it um, you know it was about queer Mexicans like me. And so like, I, that book had a really special place in my heart. And then H. Um, directed the movie and I saw the movie and the movie, I, I don't say this often, but I think I liked it better than the book. Um it's yeah, just, you don't it, hear that often. Yeah, no, but I just I think not to like critique books on like while I'm supposed to be talking about my own, but like <laughs> I, I think like with Aristotle and Dante it was written in a sort of poetic fashion that I, you know, didn't totally jive with. And then the movie was just sort of a straightforward, at times really funny, like just really poignant movie. Um but anyway, I heard H on this podcast and I was like, I want to be on it too. Um because this is why the Hate us is out from the same publisher as Aristotle and Dante. um it's also about a queer Mexican kid. He is again growing up in East l a He has a crush on his best friend, and in order to try to get over him, he tries to get under someone else. oh that's, yeah, that's little tiny oh, pitch. Juicy. Yeah. <laughs> that's juicy.
0: that's a good pitch. I
1: think it's something we all do, right? Like when we just like well, you know, <laughs> I find that part is usually relatable, hopefully.
0: I that's so awesome and like the fact that you're writing young adult fiction i think and also the lgbtqia i'm saying all the letters all the letters yeah plus okay
1: <laughs> throw the two in there yeah two Oh, spherita. two.
0: okay yeah. great that's a new one for me i didn't know there was a two but uh, i love how it's getting longer and longer it's fine it's yeah. like how they call us latinx latina latino yeah. they can't make up their minds um i just think it's really amazing that you're serving what i would think is an underserved market and so you're probably a solution to very many young adults and what they're going through, or maybe a guide and just some help. I um, hope so. so thank you. Yeah. Well, I want to give you some flowers right now and commend you <laughs> for that because it also takes courage as well. So this is exciting. Tell us about some other works that you may have, up, you know, under your sleeve. Or yeah. Well, other um, works.
1: So I, I'm a YA novelist primarily, but I also write what I call. Queer, depressing short stories for adults. Oh. Um, yeah. So I have a website, Aaron Um, And I have, you know, a, a section that just says writing and it has all the short stories that I published. Um, and that's just where I get to interact with like the life I'm living now. Or I write, I wrote a lot of it when I was living here in New York and going through certain things like dating a married guy for the first time, like, you know, like, like stuff that I'm not going to talk about in a young adult novel. Yeah. It's sort of that's where I get to express the, the adult part of myself.
0: Can you spell out that website again? So the eloeleros or or spell it out. how yeah. you said it, because yeah. I want them to check out the store, And I want to check out your short stories too.
1: Um, and they're, sh- yeah, the good thing is that they are short, <laughs> you know, so like you could read it in a couple of minutes. But, um, so it's A-A-R-O-N, A-A-R-O-N. Eight...
0: <laughs> we just made that joke on the other episode.
1: <laughs> at least when that skit came out, I was like, at least people know how to spell my name now, because they would do E-R-A-N, but it's A-A-R-O-N. H A C E V E S dot com, Aaron H at dot com.
0: I referred to that sketch because it reassured me that my life in sketch comedy is exactly what I want to live. It,
1: it's impactful, like people will bring it up daily. I know, and it's like just a sketch that two people thought was funny, you know? Like, it's, I, yeah,
0: it's like one of those pop culture phenomenons, like. It's true. A-, yo, a-, a Ron. <laughs> <laughs>
1: My, I, was, I was teaching middle schoolers, and they would call me Mr. A, a- Ron because at least they were respectful about it, but they still reference the sketch. So.
0: Which Key, uh, and they also have a book out, him and his wife, um, called The History of Sketch Comedy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Chelsea Peretti? Um, no. That's or the, the other, the one. other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Keegan, Michael Key, and his wife's name, who's escaping me right now. Same, yeah. <laughs> um, but they wrote a book together, gotcha. The History of Sketch Comedy, which okay. is also a podcast yeah so we want you on the show okay Keegan Michael Key please um, there, yeah. I fangirled I was at the premiere at the Apple store of Schmigadoon which is a show mm. he's in with a bunch of comedy greats and I had to go up to him yeah. because I, he's one of the people that I have to thank for my career in sketch comedy
1: yeah
0: he was one of the inspirations that I saw way before the Aaron Ron sketch he's yeah. like you know he and Peel. Yeah.
1: Mad like, TV. I wanna do that. Yeah. Mad TV. I was I'm really big into sketch comedy too and stand-up and everything. Yeah.
0: I love that. Okay, so then we're gonna be able to talk forever. <laughs> but let's focus on your career. <laughs> let's
1: do it. Yeah.
0: Um, the life of a writer. Mm-hmm. I wanna know about your process, as I'm sure the Eloeleros, our hive, does, you know? And I love having writers on the show because I get super granular. Like yeah. I wanna know down to what program you write in. Do you use Final Draft Pro? Do you use Microsoft Word? Do you use your notes? Do you use a chisel and like a rock? Or like, <laughs> do you write in blood? Like, what, what's your process? And how do you find inspiration to write a book?
1: Yeah, I am not so passionate that I write in blood, um, <laughs> which I think is good because you would run out eventually. But um, I, I I use Microsoft Word for books and short stories. I'm very, you know, just like plain with it. I do use Final Draft because I, I started writing screenplays before I... Start writing books oh. um i like the format a lot better you know you don't have to be as flowery with your with your words and you could you can just say like he walks in the door like you don't have to like come up with a different way to say it um so i do do you know final draft sometimes but, but yeah for the for the book it was definitely micro microsoft word document and then as you move up in the process they do sort of put into a pdf where you can't change anything and you have to email them about the changes so it all gets very like like you said granular
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what about like inspiration? Do you need to be in a dark room? Do you need to be in the Mediterranean? Like, you know, are you, do you lock yourself in a a hotel room for six months? Like what's your actual, like, how do you get the inspiration to sit there and write page after page after page?
1: Yeah. Um, well I can't afford a hotel room for six months, (laughs) uh, but I do, I just hole up in my apartment and I'm not even like at a desk or anything. I'm on my bed and my wrist starts to hurt and my back starts to hurt. Mm. And, but I, I'm, I'm a binge writer and so I'll go weeks, months without writing. And then when I, I get this idea, something that feels like necessary to like start putting down, like I'll see characters, I'll hear their conversations. And I, like when I have to do it really quickly, like that's when I know, oh, this is a project that is getting <laughs> in my head fast tracked. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: exciting though. And Simon and & Schuster is a huge deal. I mean, you probably had a, a process to get to that point. How did you get published by such a big, Book publisher, please enlighten us and inspire those that are also looking for deals.
1: Yeah, well, if you remember, like I, I said, like this is why they hate us. was the third book I wrote. I wrote a fourth one, and then I tried to get all of them. I tried to get an agent for all of them, but at a certain point, just wasn't working. And then I went back to this is why they hate us, sort of spruced it up a bit, and then got an agent, and then edited with my agent forever. That's when I was living in New York, going to grad school. Um, where did you M- go to grad school? Columbia. I... You know, I got my MFA in creative writing. And what about your undergrad? Um, Harvard.
0: Oh, I mean, we're th- <laughs> guys, are you feeling what I'm feeling? Like we're in the presence of a genius.
1: <laughs> Not really. I'm like, I feel like I was just always a good writer and I did decently in high school. So I was like, you know, I got that. Um, but I, at this point I am kind of like, huh, maybe I should like collect more Ivy League Degrees, maybe like a, like the Infinity Stones or something, you know, like just like <laughs> just keep doing it. Um, but so, no, um,
0: so you spruced it up.
1: I spruced it up. Edited. This was while I was in grad school. Edited it um, with my agent, and then finally she was like, "Let's send it to publishers." And so she sent it to a bunch of big five publishers, mm-hmm. um, you know, Macmillan and HarperCollins and Simon and Schuster. And we got we sent it to nine people. We got eight rejections, and then one revise and resubmit. So we had to go again back to the drawing board and edit for another 3 months, send it back and then finally we got the offer and it was wow, the only offer.
0: <laughs> did that feel so good?
1: Honestly? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I mean it did <laughs> Tell it did. Me more. <laughs>
1: okay, so it was this feeling of like if you were just like in a fight with someone and then at the end when you won the fight, like a like a boxing match, you know, like um like and and you won the fight, you weren't like Jumping up and down, you were so exhausted. You were more relieved than anything. Mm. That was the feeling I got when I got my deal. But the like joy came from sharing the news with people. Aww. So like I, as soon as I heard, I called my mom, who was super excited. Then I called my sister, and then I again I was living in New York at the time, and I made a date with my friend, and I was like, hey, can you meet me at um. What is it called? Um, you don't know.
0: Tell me. I, I think may. I think
1: Jake's dilemma.
0: Oh yeah, of Upper course. West Side. Yeah, Jake's dilemma. Yeah. I, I
1: told my friend, "I'm like, hey, can you meet me here? It's a fun spot. She's a lawyer. Uh, I was like, can you meet me here? I didn't tell her anything else. I had printed out the terms of the contract." And then I pushed them across the table and I got a little beer on it, but it was fine. Okay. Um, and I pushed it to her and she like, she's a Virgo. She's a lawyer. She like starts staring at the paper like very intensely. And she told me later, I thought you were getting evicted. Oh. And I thought you needed my legal help to oh. help you not get That's evicted. It's so New York though, It's yeah, so New York, yeah. yeah. And then so, <laughs> but eventually she was just like... She realized, and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she jumped up, and she hugged me, and we got some shots, and like it was all like those moments are the ones that I remember when it comes to like the joy from from publishing or I getting love, the, the book deal.
0: I, I love your dramatic delivery. It's <laughs> I'm so, so dramatic. dramatic. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah,
1: I'm a Leo Moon.
0: Oh, and so like I'm on the Leo. inside,
1: I'm just so dramatic. Yeah, I'm but so, I'm we so don't so have to get into those. <laughs> but we also
0: like it's a whole presentation. Yeah, it's less dramatic than it is like a well thought out presentation yeah. of good news. I yeah. love that. Aww, yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I know you. we don't know each other well, but like I just love hearing. You know, let's rewind. You know, you have your book out for a year. It's incredible. It's young adult fiction. It's there's a void in that space, and you're helping to fill it. But now we're rewinding, and hearing the path to that is really inspiring. Really inspiring. I hope so. And also all your degrees. I mean, <laughs> listen, general degree. I'm just like <laughs> hats off to you. That's fantastic. How and are you teaching or is yeah?
1: That, okay? So the reason I moved to Austin, um, from Washington Heights, uh, was to uh, Teach at UT. Yeah. So I teach creative writing, which there are only two things I know how to do, and is to. Oh, write. don't sell yourself no, short. No, it's, it's so said, true, I'm going to be a
0: mom right now. Don't sell yourself short, <laughs> A. A. Ron. Go ahead.
1: No, but it's like I just I have like a I'm like Liam Neeson, but not at all tough. Where I'm like I have a specific set of skills, <laughs> and it's literally only writing creatively and teaching it. Um, and so like that's what I do at UT, and I really I love having students I love reading their work and it's so inspirational to me
0: yeah I heard you did a podcast interview and you taught you you talked about teaching Um, I'm also going to start teaching again I'm so excited I taught for a few years at CUNY here in in Brooklyn um, multicultural marketing a long time ago but now that I've shifted from this marketing career to now you know everything else that I'm doing I'm going to be teaching advanced radio and podcasting for their TV and radio department nice. which i'm so professor loca is in the there building go, yeah. and there's just something to be said about taking all these tools that you've gathered yeah. in your toolbox and like letting other people use them and sharing them especially with students mm-hmm. and young adults yeah cuz you're helping craft and you know pave their path which is very very inspiring and i really want to like celebrate you for that here on this podcast um now the future AA a. Ron. Yes. Now you got me calling you AA a. Ron. I Can't stop. <laughs> um but the future Aaron Aceves, like would you ever want to dip into film? Would you ever want to adapt your books into maybe a screenplay?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um I just I've always been in love with movies. Um and I love especially teen movies. You know, growing up like my mom would show me her 80s stuff, so like Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club oh, and my God. Molly 16 Ray Candles. Walt yeah. Love. Uh-huh. Yeah, all that and then there's the 90s with Clueless. And then we get to Superbad and Mean if. Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just so many like uh, iconic movies that I love uh, to this day are high school movies. And so I, w- I would love if, yeah, my book was adapted. Um, and I would love to be involved as well.
0: <laughs> well, we're putting that out there, the LOLeros into the Latinos Out Loud universe, if anybody's watching. Aaron, my next question for you, because I know there's aspiring writers listening mm-hmm. to this podcast that may be a little lost or you know, may need a little bit of guidance. Is there any advice that you have for them? Like, if you have a concept, but you haven't written the book yet, mm-hmm. what, what's that step? What's that next step after the concept is in your head? Honestly,
1: the next step is to just do it. Just <laughs> like, get on the I mean, laptop uh, maybe, or I the don't know. chisel. Yeah, just, like, the get the, the Nike sponsorship and just and just do it. Like, I mean, just, like... There is no step in between, and I think people get scared. They're like, yes. what happens if I write? And it's like, then you have something to work with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, there's nothing that's going to go wrong. You can delete it if you want, if that makes you more comfortable. If you don't that's like true. what you write, you can delete it. Probably don't, because that's the thing, too, is like your first draft is always going to be the worst it's ever going to be. Your
0: vomit draft. Exactly.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I am so pro-vomit drafts. Like, that's part of my process. It's just like finishing it and then having something to – refine right you mentioned well you mentioned a chisel and a tablet earlier but it is like i imagine like just a giant block of marble like that's your first draft and then your job is to Chisel at it and define the face, and maybe the second draft. You know, you can't really see a face, but then you know by the time you're at the end, it's like you a can see a beautiful Roman statue. Of exactly, marble. that's exactly what I'm thinking about—a very, <laughs> very handsome man, <laughs> like in, with curly hair. Yeah. Yes. Before I get too into, into it, never mind.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great. I'm, I'm also, you know, I, I have this concept of a book in my head, and mm. I'm guilty of paralysis mm. by analysis. Once I start analyzing stuff, I do get a little like, oh, wait, what am I thinking? Like, no, stop. But I will say this about vomit drafts. So I have plenty of terrible sketches that I've written in (laughs) my sketch comedy history. And I mean terrible. Um, Early on when I was taking my classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade and, you know, you're in sketch writing 101 and 201 and even 301, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like... But then there was this show called Scrapped. Shout out to Sarah and Houghton. There's this show called Scrapped. It was at the People's Improv Theater where they ask writers to come on with their worst sketches that they've scrapped. And actors act it out and basically embarrass the writers. And then the audience is all given crumbled up pieces of paper that they can (laughs) throw at the writer if they really hate the sketch. And I guess... Whoever gathers the most crumbled up pieces of paper and also by audience vote, it's kind of like a Rotten Tomatoes-like yeah. thing. Like, the winner is the loser. <laughs> yeah. And I realized in that process that, yes, I have some pretty terrible sketches out there that make no sense, that are, like, probably, I don't know, sexist and, like, just not—should not be on a stage. <laughs> but it, the hardest part was writing them. The hardest mm-hmm. part was—and yeah. then I'm, like, you know, every time I was in that show, Scrapped, I did it, like, twice, I think— um, once as an actor, once as a writer, I, I got to see my arsenal of sketches that I have completed. And mm-hmm. that gave me a sense of accomplishment. I'm like, wow, I have a lot of sketches in this hard drive. I didn't even realize because you just, bleh, bleh, you vomit, you vomit. You know, a, an idea comes to you and you mm-hmm. try to just get a V1 on paper. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But shout out to us for like even getting t- to that point. And I agree with you. I think that's great advice. Just do it.
1: Yeah, I I appreciate that. That sounds like a really fun show.
0: <laughs> it was so much fun. I don't know if she's still doing it, but like uh, it was so great to hear these yeah. sketches. Which I gotta say, they weren't all that terrible. Yeah, you know? I'm sure. Like, like you
1: know, there were a couple <laughs>, of laughs in there, but like yeah, I love the spirit of sort of you know celebrating your failure because that's no one escapes that. Oh, I love. There's that. no one on the planet who escapes failure or it, who escapes a bad draft. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and it was celebrating. Maybe we all need to do that a little bit more. I think so, yeah. They're not failures, or maybe you can coin them as failures, but you're still entitled to celebrate them Yeah, because at least it was like an accomplishment, you Mm -hmm. know? Most likely you wrote something or you started a business, and if it failed, whatever, you know? But, like, you should celebrate that you did it. Yeah. Well, I took a pause there because I'm also absorbing these, (laughs) these messages myself. You know, as a creator, I am my worst critic on mm-hmm. the daily. How could you have written that? <laughs> well, how could you have acted that? How could you have made that acting choice? You know, yeah. but I think I need to celebrate myself a little bit more too.
1: Yeah, because I mean, what would if we did a show with all the stuff we never wrote? There'd be no show. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way to like sort of honor not doing something. And so, like, I yeah, no, that I I would love to go <laughs> if, if you find out that. The person is still doing it. I would love to go to a scrap show. Yeah, you got
0: to follow <laughs> Sarah Ann Houghton. She's such a funny sketch comic, mm-hmm. and she did this show, and it was a long time running at the People's Improv Theater. I nice. wonder if she's still doing it. I'm not quite sure. Okay, so usually when we have authors on the show, and I'm going to spring this on you. I really hope you have an electronic copy of your book or maybe you have a, t- a copy of it. I usually ask writers to read us their favorite excerpt from the book. Would you enlighten us would you treat us to a couple of pages of the book
1: oh gosh if, yeah no i can totally do that i'm not at all turning on my phone that's okay and scrolling my tiktok where i like read excerpts or not read excerpts from it but i do post them yes um, i'm so, so glad you're
0: prepared because i should have prepared you <laughs> with this question and <laughs> it's I did okay
1: not. i like i like the the um spontaneity yeah it's okay i couldn't couldn't even think of the word um okay let's go i yeah i did a series on tiktok where it was like favorite lines from the book and so it's not going to be cohesive um (laughs) but and it's not going to be a couple pages but i do have something okay
0: awesome okay so let's tee this up and this is why they hate us by aaron aceves and we are treated we're going to be treated right now to a reading by the author okay cool
1: I, i will begin now So this is about, this is a, you know, I kind of have to preface it a little bit. Yes, yes. But it's Kike, the main character, talking about his queerness uh, and his parents. If there were a cheap, painless, guaranteed cure for queerness, I know my parents would have no problem putting up the money for it. My mom would gladly pick up some extra shifts at CVS to pay for Gay Be Gone or Queer Remover or Bye 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 or whatever they'd call it. Okay, that's that's a line, I guess. Bye Bye Bye. <laughs> bye queer Bye Bye. Gone. That was and that's like so I told you like I like sketch comedy. I like improv. I did like the Groundlings in L.A. Awesome. Yeah. And so my favorite part of a book is usually when. I had to come up with riffs on something. So with that one, it was like, okay, if they made a product that got rid of your queerness, what would you call it? So I kind of, you know, basic like queer remover, gay be gone. I like the alliteration of it. And then it was like, Bye bye bye, like that one. I think is really funny because I, I am love bi, all but of
0: them. <laughs> Wait, and I just want to comment. In Dominican Republic, there's this mosquito spray called Baygon. So that's where I went, Baygon. And so I'm like, oh, gay Baygon. It sounds just like bygone or like bygone. Wow, that's so funny. Now I'm writing your book. Stop, Rachel. Okay. No, it's <laughs> well. At least it's finished.
1: At least like <laughs> you know. Um, hopefully, I don't find any more typos, and we don't have to change it. Um, and then we have this line. Um, so speaking of being bisexual, uh, so. It's sort of the end of the line. It goes, but we make it an enchanted life because we bisexuals are, after all, mythical creatures. And that just has to do with, like, bi-erasure and the fact that, you know, people for so long told me that that didn't exist, that I was just gay. And so, um, yeah, I, I like that. Um, I like that line, too. It's sort of, like, embrace it, you know, like, embrace the that conception. Yeah. Um, and then we have oh, this will be my last one I will keep going I but, want more. Um, okay 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 this one is is he's sort of embracing his, a person that he likes I won't say who it is because that's kind of a spoiler oh um
0: dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> but it goes in this moment with his heartbeat echoing throughout my body this broken boy has never felt more whole
0: it's a deep one I, like I close I like to close my eyes when I hear these authors that we have on the show mm-hmm. read. I don't know, it just takes me to a place. And I don't need to stare at your face right now. Like, oh my I just want to like envision for a moment, you know?
1: Yeah, when I go to readings I close my eyes too cuz oh. I'm like I just want to hear the voice. I just want to, you know, yeah. envision as best as possible what they're what they're reading and not me focusing too. on them.
0: <laughs> me too. Yeah. Same thing with podcasts like, you know, I don't sometimes need the visual like it's great. Check us out on YouTube, <laughs> like and subscribe, but you know, for it to be at the crux of it, it's an audio, it's an audible medium. Yeah. And I don't mind, like, envisioning what the podcasters are talking about rather than, like, stare at my phone or YouTube. Um It was really lovely having you on the show.
1: It was so great to be here.
0: I'm so glad you made it. We ran into a little bit of a New York (laughs) moment where it's like, I can't find the place, which happens so often in New York because there are these, you know, structures that don't look like homes or studios. (laughs) Um, So I'm sorry about that, but I'm really glad that you found us. We're here. (laughs) I'm so, I'm like elated that you emailed me. I, I really was just like, how amazing that this is confirmation that someone's listening to our show, first of all. Okay? Yeah. Love that. And just overjoyed that you wanted to be a guest. Yeah. You too can be a guest yeah, on the Latinos okay. Out Loud podcast. Just shoot us an email, okay? We are LatinosOutloud at gmail.com. If you, like aaron Ron, a.k.a. Aaron, are making strides in your craft and doing it for the community, that's really the criteria. You know, here we like to say we make people laugh. I'm sorry. We move Latinos forward while making them laugh. Nice. And that's the criteria for pretty much everything. Guests, advertisers, segments, topics, everything. And you certainly are moving us forward.
1: Thank you. I try. Thank you. It's been an honor. It's
0: it's a real joy to hear your story, too. I hope you'll come back and talk about future projects and <laughs> this, do some more readings with us.
1: Yeah, next time, Like, I know where you are now. Now you
0: know. But you know what? I am overdue for a trip to Texas. True talk.
1: Let's do it. I can show you some good barbecue, and that's pretty much it. But, oh, I mean who doesn't Yum. love just the pits. slabs of meat I
0: just love the big pits in yeah. Texas everything's bigger in Texas yeah. some hot sauce Aaron, please. My <laughs> stomach is still turning. I'm seriously. Not, I'm having a little agita in my belly right now because the last episode I had to take a, t- a spoonful of hot sauce, and it's just it's still sitting like right here. Hasn't made its way down my digestive tract just you yet.
1: Some, maybe eat some bread or something. Yeah, yeah, Soak some it up. sort of yeah. pita
0: or a wrap or something. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get something to absorb the fire that is going down my my uh, tract right now. Thank you so much for coming and keep writing. Thank okay, you. we need more of you. Thank okay? you for having me. Yeah. And oh, drop your socials. Let everybody know where the where to find you.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh so on most socials I'm Aaron H Sevis. So like on TikTok and Twitter I think I'm Aaron H Sevis. And then on Instagram, for some reason, there's no H, so it's just Aaron Aceves. Well, I
0: heard you say that your pen name is with the H because you just wanted to get fancy.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think with like yeah, with novels and stuff, like I'll, I'll do the Aaron H. Aceves. and then if I ever move into anything else, it'll just be Aaron Aceves. And okay, I'll, I'll keep it plain.
0: It's okay. We yeah. like the H with or without. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, and like congratulations. It's awesome to see a Latino doing his thing in the literary world. Thank it's you nice. so much. Okay, hello, That was another episode of Latinos Out Loud with your girl Rachel La Loca. Please follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Please give us a call, 978 Latinos. It's no big whoop. And also you can email us. I dropped the email before. You know, I don't think I've done that on the show before, but we are Latinos Out Loud at gmail.com. If you know of a guest, if you have a guest in mind that you'd like to see me interview, send me an email. It's no big whoop. You type, type, you hit send, and I get it. Okay. Thank you so much. On that note, we out. The Latinos Out Loud Podcast.